Welcome back to Coffee with the Crossing. My name is Cody Most. I'm the media director for the Crossing. Today I'm joined with Ellie Powers, a worship leader, Barry Holbrook, the family and life group pastor, Jonathan Phillips, the worship and youth pastor, Eric Most, the lead pastor of the Crossing. We will be discussing issues of the heart. It's going to be a good one, so let's dive on in. Jump in with questions from the cup. Alrighty. This one is definitely for John. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh, would I like to start? Not. Yep. Oh man. I was I guess, thinking. I guess you could go. Either way. Either way. Oh man, there's. Do do not. Oh gosh, there's a lot because I say I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. Sharia thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist. Um, all right. Legitimate belief here that a lot of people do not believe. Bigfoot is real. Yes, he is. One hundred percent. I'm hundred percent on real. John's side. Sasquatch is real. I saw him yesterday. Seriously. Okay. He lives in Curtis. <laughs> no, not that thing. Not that no, not that I'm, wooden it's thing. Is, it is Okay. All Isn't right. Isn't Bigfoot Should Sasquatch the this? same thing? Because I could get yes. into this. Bigfoot? Okay. All right. So I have friends that grew up in Paraguay. All right. Friends that grew up in Paraguay in like villages. Okay. And uh, there was a uh, a myth, or not a myth, a legend, where uh, whenever people would make a kill or whenever people would um, hunt or harvest and they would not be generous with their food with giving it to other people, that a hairy man that was like a massive hairy man that was a spirit would come and steal their food. And it was it was Bigfoot is how he was described. And legitimately, it's Bigfoot exists and it is something spiritual. Like, I could go Whoa. off on all of this, but I'm not going to take up our whole podcast <laughs> talking about Bigfoot. Not- this is going to be another whole podcast <laughs> where you listen. We're, we're starting a new one about conspiracy uh, theories. Conspiracies, conspiracies with John. He, you know, we're, we're you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Sasquatch was the Nephilim in the Old Testament. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. All right. 100% real. Only right. one because we got to get Sasquatch, to the deal. Sasquatch, not a sponsor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Since parents are waiting to Why hear from us. We keep pulling out some of the same questions that we did last Throw them away. three times. That was is too. At, at, as of this moment, what is your favorite worship song, Ellie? That's just for Ellie, yeah. Just for Ellie. Oh, We've no, all answered it. Um, House on a Hill by... Who's by? Uh, I don't remember. It's not really a worship song, but whenever I'm doing like a quiet time or sitting outside i play that song and it's very relaxing and encouraging house on a hill uh, look it up nice oh yeah no not i was telling them <laughs> the uh, listeners to look it up but you can too all righty and then what is the weirdest smell you've ever smelled eric <laughs> the weirdest smell i've ever smelled it's, it's probably just puke. I, I can't. Oh man! I cannot deal with puke, um, which is huh? not fair for my wife <laughs> uh, raising our children. But whenever 
a child would puke or she would puke. Rarely did I ever puke. <laughs> but I, she had to deal with all that. I could not. Um, I would have just added more to it so I can. It was just the boys because it, Jessica's so. never puked. Yeah. Okay. So. That's, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> what is the best Wi-Fi name you have ever seen? Really? Um, it was one you did. I really liked the, the land. The land the, of milk and honey. The land of milk and honey. <laughs> L-A-N. The yeah. land of milk and honey. That was a good one. That's funny. For me, is what is the craziest thing I've done? And we used to manage a feedlot, and we had some cow-calf pairs, and my brother and I would have to go around and treat some of the calves for pneumonia and such, and... He would drive the four-wheeler. I would sit on the front of it holding a rope, and we'd try and rope these calves. And there was one time my rope got caught in the wheel, and I went over the front and got ran over. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's the snort. There's the snort. Yep. yep, we succeeded. <laughs> yep, you didn't and see it coming. It is now officially on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's Ellie. Be our intro. <laughs> it's just Ellie snorting. Ellie snorts when she laughs. All righty. So now we're going to jump in deep, um, talking about uh, issues of the heart. And this this podcast theme is parenting. And so yeah, let's jump in. How how do you parent towards the heart and not not just behavior gosh that's really hard it is hard it's a lot easier just to say come here boy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but and you know I, I have three boys and man the first two it, my entire parenting style was behavior modification <laughs> poor kids and they're they're in their late 30s now they're doing good Woo! but you know we finally seemingly got it right with our third one but when uh it's tough because when a, when your son does something that's just rebellious, man, your first reaction is to take him to the woodshed, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and I'll just, uh, and I'm not advocating beating your children. I don't want anybody hearing this and thinking <laughs> that, but, uh, but at the same time, when I would take the time to just, oh my gosh, just sit down and ask him questions and find out where he was coming from, which sometimes he didn't want to talk. He, he just grunted. But at the same time, helping him understand that I did care about why he did what he did, that was at least a start for me and my wife, you know, and um, it worked a lot better third time around. I do apologize to my oldest two boys, but mm-hmm. uh, but it is hard. Yeah, it. I think... Um, Again, I, I think you have to come back to Jesus's approach in in relationship. Parenting towards the heart is about relationship. Yep. And uh, and so, are you just trying to raise kids who behave well, or are you developing a relationship with them? Um, and and part of developing a relationship with them. Um, you know, is, is at the end of the day, asking them, 
how's your heart doing? Um, you know, and, uh, and, and it's not just curbing their behavior. There's plenty of parenting that is curbing behavior and, and, and it has to be, but, um, in the middle of that, is there, is there a relationship there and do they know that you care about their heart? And, uh, that's what's so hard about it because I, I think we all want a list of, okay, just do A, B, and C. Oh, okay. Well, I could do that every day, A, B, and C. Relationship never does just A, B, and C. And I was thinking about this, you know, in, in marriage. I think God created it this way. Um, you know, for a husband and a wife, if a husband knew that A plus B always equaled C with his wife, there would no longer be a relationship. All he would do is A plus B because it equaled C. And so God made a woman where one day A plus B equaled C, but the next day it didn't equal that at all. No. Um, And the guy's like, I don't understand. You don't understand because God created it to be a relationship. And, And if we just had a list, we would no longer care about the heart. We would just you know, do something for our own, um, you know, our own result. So, um, taking, I think just having the mindset, am I just wanting my, my kids to behave better? So other people think they behave better or am I a caretaker of their heart? Um, that there, there's a big difference. Yeah. You become a shepherd instead of a manager, you know, just like a shepherd watches over the sheep. But when you care for their heart, you're not trying to manage them as a boss would manage employees, but much more uh, showing compassion and nurturing them properly with that method. Going along with that, how would a parent help their child keep their heart clean? I'm not a parent, <laughs> but um, I think modeling that in the marriage, like as a kid to see your, your mom and dad do that well with each other, keep that relationship and, and keep that as a high priority, like that has helped me grow in learning how to keep my heart clean um, and just seeing that. And the kids are watching and they'll see it um, if you're doing it. Why Why would they do it if you're not doing it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the middle of, uh, discipline restriction, um, this is why I believe restriction doesn't really work. Um, because restriction is just taking away something from a kid and, and hoping that the pain of taking whatever it is away for a little while will curb their behavior and maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it doesn't necessarily address the issue of the heart. And as long as the issue of the heart is unresolved, the misbehavior will continue. So, um, discipline in, in, and I think, I don't know, I, I have to just speak what worked for us. Um, you know, we disciplined our children and there was, um, a few capital offenses. Um, you disrespect your mom. Mm, it's not going to be well for you. But 
at the end of that time of discipline that is unpleasant to, to the child, I always wanted to come back around to them and embrace them and let them know that, hey, I am concerned about our relationship and I, and, and I, it kills me, but I love you enough to discipline you. And that's what Solomon says in the Proverbs. Do you as a parent love your child enough to discipline them, but not, not, uh, I, I think in that discipline and age appropriate where you begin to give them the why behind the what. So many times, you know, we as parents, if it's just behavior modification, they don't need the why behind the what. Just do what I tell you to do. Which when they're younger, that's fine. But as they get older, if that's the way you continue to parent, man, you are going to create rebellion in them because you're not giving them any of the why behind the what. And in the moment, it might not be appropriate to do so. But if you don't circle back around and in that relational way, talk about some of the why behind the what, well, they... it just, it breaks the relationship down and they don't feel like you care about their heart. Um, and now they may disagree at the end of the day, but, but I think, um, them understanding this is why I'm asking you to do what you're, what, what I'm asking you to do. You may not understand it right now, but I hope someday you will. Yeah. One of the worst parenting phrases you could ever learn. And for those of you that don't have kids yet is because I said so. Because there's there's no uh, there's no why behind the what with that phrase, you know, it's, and uh, and that's what I heard a lot of growing up. I'm sure you did too, Eric. But one of the things that uh, I learned uh, in my relationship with uh, my boys was that sometimes when there's an offense, uh, discipline is necessary, but if you show grace instead of discipline. Every once in a while, man, that 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 speaks volumes because it's a lot easier to explain what Jesus did for us in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our rebellion, in the midst of our offense. And when he offered us grace, when we didn't deserve grace, to offer our children grace when they don't deserve grace, but to say, hey, you know, yes, you did commit an offense, but this time me and your mom are going to offer you grace and we're not going to, there's not going to be any discipline. And this is why we're doing it. And you take it back to the story of Jesus that can impact the kid's heart powerfully. One of the big issues of the heart that, that really fouls up our parenting is what we're talking in staff right now in, in the book, enemies of the heart is guilt. If we are carrying guilt with us as parents, it can so easily drive us to become very permissive yeah. parents. It's true. Because I'm feeling bad about what I'm doing, and so I have no moral authority to tell my child what they should be doing. So I'm not going to tell them to do anything. I'm not going to give them any boundaries whatsoever. Or if they, you know, if they break a boundary, I'm not going to have any consequence to that boundary. Um because of the of the guilt that I'm carrying in my own heart and uh, and it actually creates a mess it, it creates chaos 
Um, yeah, I was raised in a permissive household. Uh, and I don't know if it's because my uh, mom felt guilt. And I know my mom is going to listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> mom, I love you. And um, But, you know, she just went through a, a stage uh, of sort of just allowing me to be pretty rebellious. And, uh, and my goodness, the permissiveness led me down some really dark paths. We have a very good relationship now. She has a relationship with Christ, and and we're able to talk about those things, and we love each other, and we show love to one another. But, uh, man, if a parent just opens the floodgates and says, you can do whatever you want, you know, just like water will flow down the easiest path, is exactly what your kids are going to do. They're going to, they are going to go wild. I mean, you may think, now they're good kids, but if you if you're just permissive. Nah, you know, the heart is sinful, the heart is wicked, and uh, it's going to take you places that you don't want to go, and you're going to have to stay there longer than you want to stay. So, yeah, permissiveness is dangerous. I think back to the original question that you asked about how how you can help your kids. Um, I think it's just learning about how God made them, which I know, Eric, you had shared about with your kids how what worked for, you know, maybe the first three did not work for the last one. Um, And I think actually taking the time to learn that, and then from that you can really learn how to speak to your kid's heart. Um, Because I I think of my wife and her brother. They, uh, They both got the same type of discipline, which for one, it worked really well, and for the other it made them rebel even more because they were completely different. And now where they're at in life, um, it's not all based off of this or anything, but you can see the difference that it's made in both of their lives, um, both spiritually and just, just personally with, uh, with who they are, um, all because uh, it wasn't necessarily speaking to one of them directly. And so I think if you're really wanting to um, help your kids learn how to guard their heart and speak to their heart, learn how God created their heart. That's good. Yeah, we went through <clears throat> a series called I Said This, You Heard That. And if you, you know, have not, um, if you're not familiar with that, just look it up on, on YouTube because I think that that as a parent is so helpful understanding the temperaments and how God's wired each one of us. Um, otherwise, uh, lots of times we as reds, if, if you're red, you're just going to, I mean, you're going to double down Yep. and you can crush your, your child and, and you're not going to be able to understand why, why did it work for this one, but it doesn't work for this one. And this one just must be a bad apple you know, and, uh, instead of understanding how God's wired them and the best way to speak to that wiring so that they, uh, are motivated, respond and, and in that relationship feel like their heart is being cared for. And the, the red is like a person that's very driven, visionary, get stuff done Um, more task over over people yeah Yeah. so any 
Any final thoughts on parenting and keeping your kids' hearts clean or your heart clean while parenting? I think uh, just the thing I would encourage parents to do when you are tucking your little kiddos into bed, asking them how their heart's doing, just make it a a part of the rhythm. So you you have prayer time or whatever when you're putting kids to bed. Um, How's your heart doing? Praying for your children um, that they would learn how to keep their hearts clean. Um, That, that is, that's a huge deal. So. Alrighty. Well, hope you learned something and thank you for listening and we'll do another episode on the heart and behavior in the church. So that'll be pretty fun to do. And we'll see ya. We'll see ya.